الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا وقال الله تعالى في ايه اخرى الا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب وقال الله تعالى في ايه اخرى ولا تطع من ارسلنا قلبه ان ذكرنا وقال الله تعالى في ايه اخرى والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات وقال الله تعالى في ايه اخرى الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم last night we mentioned two types of ibadah Dua and zikr Two nights ago we mentioned two types of ibadah Dua and zikr And we mentioned in general first of all two types of ibadah The first type of ibadah is formally worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the second type of ibadah is making anything in your life According to the sharia, following the sunnah, sticking to the halal and staying away from the haram And we mentioned that the second does not obviate the need for the first Then the other thing that many times we get confused about within ibadah, especially in this quote-unquote modern time, is that they're the faraiz, they're the sunnahs, and they're the nawafil. They're those things that are obligatory on me, they're those things that were the sunnah on my beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they're some things that are optional. And when we hear the word optional, we immediately opt out. <laughs> we exercise the option not to do that ibadah. And there's no shortage of places in the Qur'an al-Karim where he's mentioned dua, dhikr, istighfar, salawat, tilawat. All of these things are in the Qur'an. Right? And in the Qur'an al-Karim, to be honest with you, although the hukm shari is that they're not farz, but the language that is being used by Allah subhanahu wa to enjoin these acts upon the believers, to attract us to them, is very strong. And very repetitive. And over and over, even sadaqah. So many things that are technically not farz are mentioned over and over in the Qur'an al-Kareem. So the question is, as thinking believers, that's really what a modern Muslim should be, is that do we want to make ourselves the way the Qur'an al-Kareem wants us to be? And that is to become people of du'a, people of zikr, people of all these nuafil ibadah. Because if we don't do that, then there's nobody left on earth who's going to do that. It's only this ummah who is going to do amal on the Qur'an al-Kareem. And if as a whole ummah we decide that all these verses are optional and just cast them aside, then those verses have no value anymore. Nauzubillah. Right? That would actually be changing. Tahrif al-Kitab can be done in two ways. Changing your book. One is by changing the words, letters of your book. The second is keeping your book there, but changing your tasawwur of the ma'ani, changing your understanding or concept of the meanings of that book. And that's not the concept that the Qur'an al-Kareem has given us about ibadah. And this is, if you see, this is one of the first things to go in a person. That anything other than faraiz he drops. Of course, again, don't look around you and look at all those people who you think have all also dropped the farz. That's not our job. You were the people, mashallah, Isha, you were the people of Tarawi. Ya Ahmad Tarawi, that's who I'm addressing, right? So you have a particular, right? A level, alhamdulillah, of ibadah, a particular level of amal. And if we don't take this lesson in this month of Ramadan, you lose it. This is that month in which we can make ourselves a person of ibadah. 
if we don't make ourselves a person of ibadah in this month, then afterwards it's over. It's like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. So much ibadah this month and afterwards we drop all of it. That's the thing. It's all optional, right? We drop ibadah like anything. The first thing to go is ibadah. You might be reading a novel. If somebody calls you on the phone, you won't bother to pick it up. You're reading the Quran, the first ring, you're ready to close the Quran and pick up the phone. Somebody calls you, anything, even the most mundane alternative activity crops up, ready to leave ibadah. Some guy is sitting in his dorm room, makes the children of and make us nafil parlo. Some guy says, hey, we're going out. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> ready to go, ready at any moment to drop the ibadah. Go for cricket, for conversation, for outing. It's the, loose, the least thing and the loosest thing that we're attached to. It's not the Qur'anic human being. The Qur'anic human being is asal, is his ibadah. Everything else is ghayr asal. He's just going through the motions. Life is about going through the motions. For us, ibadah is about going through the motions. <laughs> we go through the motions in ibadah. But up, down, left, right, right, finger up, down. But, okay. We can do it for what? One and a half hours. <laughs> we can go through the motions. It's a problem, right? It's a very big problem. This month is the month to make ourselves a person of ibadah. And these two, du'a and zikr, are very good ways to start. Because they're the least formalistic of ibadah. It's the most hard, let me explain this in a different way. Of all of the ibadat, the two ibadat in which it's the most hard to be ghafil is du'a and zikr. You can pray with ghaflat, all of you know what I'm talking about. You can recite istighfar with ghaflat. You can recite Dhruj Shreef with Ghaflat. You can read Qur'an al-Kareem with Ghaflat. It's very hard to make du'a unless you memorize some Arabic du'a channel that you can make with Ghaflat. You cannot make du'a in English channel with Ghaflat. It's very difficult. It's not possible. That's why we don't do it. <laughs> because we can do those ibadat that are doable with Ghaflat. Those ibadat that cannot be done with Ghaflat is difficult for us to do. So English du'a, Urdu du'a, we can't do it for a long time. Same thing for dhikr. You can, I mean, that's a, a oxymoron, right? Silent dhikr, not with your tongue. You can roll your tongue on all types of, you can say, La ilaha illallah a thousand times with ghaflat. No problem. You say Fatiha with ghaflat so many times a day. <laughs> right? But silent dhikr of the heart, you can't do this with ghaflat. Either you won't do it, but there's no way you can do it with ghaflat. So two types of ibadah that cannot be done with ghaflat, dua in your own language, Right? And dhikr. Silent dhikr of the heart. Quranic dhikr. وَذْكُرْ رَبَّكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ تَغَرُّ If we practice these two ibadat in this month of Ramadan, and we keep working on them, just being able to do them will give us one extreme benefit. And that is we will be able to do ibadat without ghafla. This is why people used to become people of du'an dhikr. The more du'a you make, the more zikr you make, the more you will have the power to control your ghaflat and ibadat. And that power will help you in your salah, in your talawa, on your istighfar, in your salawat, durood, etc. The less du'a and zikr we make, the less ability we will be able to control our ghaflat. Then our, all of these other ibadat will just be full of ghaflat. Full of ghaflat. What's the point, right? Why would you want to do something? If you watched a movie for one and a half hour, when you turn the movie off, you're still thinking. <laughs> Your mind is still rolling in the plot. And patani kitne. Some of you, din chalta hai, arso chalta hai, salubal khab aata hai. Aate hai, batate hai. 
said, it's just, you just watched too many action movies. Oh gee, I saw a dream and I was shot five times. Uh, and Fulan was there. And it's a whole, it's some scene you saw from a movie. And you've seen so many of them that it's not opposite of ghaflat. It's permeated your conscious. It's permeated to the depth of your subconscious. It's deep part of you. It's part of your subliminal self. And the Qur'an al-Kareem is like knocking, keeps knocking on the superficial self. And let me go a little bit below the tongue. تھوڑا سا حلق کے نیچے مجانے دو دل کے قریب مجانے دو کان سے اندر مجانے دو and the other media is totally dominating us right so to become a person of dua and to become a person of dhikr Allah spawned on the verses I recited in the Quran and even though I recited five or six it's still just a handful of the number of places Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned dhikr if you were to use a search an online search or a CD-ROM search or even the old-fashioned what we have the concordant search of you would see hundreds and hundreds of ayat with different forms of this, of, of this word so to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is the purpose of our life ibadat is the purpose of our creation and zikr is the purpose of our life ibadat is the purpose of our creation and zikr is the purpose of our life in other words we were meant we were created to be remembering beings beings who remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through worship and through reflection at all times in this month of Ramadan, there are two ways that the word zikr is used. One zikr is used for any type of ibadah. So salah is a zikr, talawat is a etc. All of those things are zikr. Second way zikr is used is for something that's not a formal ibadah, which is just plain remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people have made particular formulas for that. That is what we call verbalized, vocalized zikr. So somebody will say, I sit and recite la ilaha illallah a hundred times. Somebody will say, I'll recite Subhanallah wa bihamdi Subhanallah a hundred times. Somebody will say, I'll recite Subhanallah wa alhamdulillahi wa la ilaha illallah wa Allah akbar a hundred times. Somebody will say, la hawla wa la quwwata a hundred times. Different vocalized formulas. These are all permissible. Some of them are mentioned explicitly in hadith. Some of them are combined from hadith. Some have been drawn analogously from hadith. They're all perfectly fine. You can recite any of these formulas. But... The only way the recitation of these formulas will be counted as zikr is if we recite them with understanding, with meaning, and with feeling. And again, because me and you are people who are so susceptible to ghaflat, many times we can recite these formulas after the first, second, third time, we have no idea what we're saying. And we're just going through the beads, or going through the fingers, or whatever it is, we're going through the electronic tasbih, whatever we're using to reach that hundredth la ilaha illallah. Right? That is why in this day and age it's my personal, my personal feeling that silent zikr of the heart is more beneficial for a person. Because the real reason me and you do zikr is not ibadah. We do it as a cure, as a cure for ghafla. This is why some of the Mashaikh have said that with zikr is acting just an ilaj. And when you cure your ghafla and you're able to become zakir, then you should move to Quran. Then when you can read Quran with zikr, then you should move to nawafil, salah. Because salat is the abzal type of zikr provided that it is done in a state of zikr. And this is why the Sahaba Karam radiallahu anhu who had reached this stage, for them their zikr was tahajjud. And not five minutes, not ten minutes, one hour, two hour, three hour, four hours of tahajjud. 
That was their that was their zikr, that was their ibadah, that was their tafakkur, that was their fikr, that was their tafsir. They used to recite so slowly and so pondering on the meanings. And that's why in the intellectual history of Islam, you do not have tafsir written. Tafsir written until 4th, 5th century Hijri. Because up till 4th, 5th century Hijri, everybody was reciting and pondering in tafsir. In their tahajjud salah, they would get the ilm of the hadith, and they would reflect upon the Qur'an al-Kareem by recitation in their tahajjud. Again, difficult for us to say that we are going to do three hours, two hours, one hour of tahajjud. Alhamdulillah, in this blessed month of Ramadan, we are able to pray four rakats or eight rakats. To try to pray eight rakats of tahajjud. That is the asal sunnah, that is the more predominant amal of the Prophet But if you can't pray eight, then pray four. And if you really stress for time, then you should pray two. Right? Uh, but two is really, I mean, you should really try to pray four. There are some mention that the Prophet ﷺ prayed four. Here, even if you pray two, silent zikr of the heart means that you close, your, you cut yourself off from all sensory perception. So you try to number one cut your mind off. This is Allah Taala described in the Quran of Kareem. Wadkur isma rabbik wa tabattal ilayhi tabtila. Tabattal means to reach the state called tabattul. Tabattul means complete disengagement. From everything and exclusive engagement to one thing. The exclusive engagement is going to be to Allah and His remembrance. Complete disengagement is from everything in this world. The sights, the sounds, the smells, the thoughts, the feelings of this world. So you want to turn your eyes off, turn your ears off, turn your brain off, turn your heart off. I don't want to start feeling feelings of whoever or whatever. I don't want to start thinking thoughts of whatever or whoever. I'm going to make myself completely blank. Once I make myself completely blank, then I will do the second part of the battle, which is to attach myself exclusively to Allah by doing His zikr. Now, it's very difficult to do in the beginning. In the beginning, you won't be able to do it because you actually what you're doing is you're fighting your ghaflat. And your ghaflat has been built up over years and years and years. So gradually, you start knocking away. And you sit there for 5 minutes, for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes. One day, you might have a one-minute breakthrough that really I was actually able to finally escape all the mundane trivialities of my life. And I was to focus deeply on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much that I felt that I was lost in His dhikr. But it only lasted me a couple of minutes and I snapped out of it. It's a start and it keeps lasting. You keep working on it. Eventually you will get the ability that when you want to, you can turn this dunya off. And when you want to, you can turn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on. That's what the Sahaba did when they used to pray. When they did this, they turned the dunya off and they turned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on. That's it. It was like a switch for them. It doesn't work like that for you and me. But for them it was a switch. They could be engaged in tijada and trade and commerce and this, that, anything. But the second they prayed it was over. Such that arrows could hit them. Anything could happen to them. They're completely oblivious. That's what I'm saying. Tabattul. Completely disengaged from this dunya wa ma fiha. And everything that is in it. Now... Obviously we cannot say, I mean it would be very idealistic to think we can reach this level of Sahaba. That you can also one day be a person who every prayer, not a special prayer, every single prayer that you pray is such that if somebody shoots you with arrows you wouldn't feel it. But at least you can try and embark in that direction. Allah knows best how much you will be able to attain. But it's something that we should also aspire to that we also want to remove or reduce, start reducing, start chipping away. At the ghaflat, at the absent-mindedness in our ibadah, the two best ways to focus on that is zikr and dua. The more and more zikr you do, specifically this one, silent zikr of the heart, 
And the more dua that you do in your own words, in your own language, from the depth of your heart, the more and more you will fight that ghaflat. Once you slice through the ghaflat, it just takes a beginning mujahada, then it bends in front of you. Itself, it will collapse in front of you. You don't have to take the whole mountain down. That's the secret about mujahada. When you start attacking the mountain, the reason we tell you don't get afraid by looking, because you don't have to take the mountain down. You just have to start doing it. If you do it, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the mountain down. He will take the mountain of our ghaflat, our laziness, our heedlessness, our absent-mindedness down. He just wants to see us making some attempt and some effort in that direction. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable all of us to become people of dhikr, become people of dua, wa'afinu da'wana, and alhamdulillah, alameen. Subhana Rabbi Allah, Alhamdulillah, Masalli ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa barak wa sallam Rabbana zalamna anfusana Wa illam takfir lana Wa takhamna lanakunanna Mala khasirin Allahumma ajalna minal zakirin Allaha kathira Allahumma ajalna minal ladhina Yathkuruna ka kiyaman Wa ka'udan wa al-ajinu bihim Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem We ask you to grant us this ni'mah of zikr This ni'mah of dua Ya Allah, we ask you to take away from us this fitna, this ma'siyat of ghaflat. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are tired of being unthinking. Ya Allah, we are tired of being unfeeling in our ibadah. Ya Allah, we are tired of offering an ibadah full of ghaflat. Ya Rabbi Kareem, this is the month of Ramadan. This is the month of your rahmah, the month of your mercy. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to send your mercy upon us and remove from us our laziness. Remove from us our absent-mindedness. Ya Allah, restore our hearts to our ibadah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have done what is in our ability. Ya Allah, we have brought our physical selves to this ibadah. Ya Allah, we have left the work of this world, the studies of this world. Ya Allah, we brought our bodies, our minds, and our tongues into this masjid. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to make our hearts present in our ibadah. Ya Allah, make our hearts present when our tongue may be absent. May our hearts present when our mind may be absent. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to never let there be a single moment in which our hearts are absent of you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask for a heart that is penitent. Akalman khashia. Ya Allah, we ask for a heart that is remembrant. Akalman zakira. Ya Allah, we wish to remember you each and every moment of our life, each and every moment of the day, each and every moment of the night, from the depth of our being, from the core of ourselves. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to drown us in your remembrance, to drown us in your dhikr, to drown us in your ita'at, to drown us in your obedience, to grant us a life of your ibadah, to grant us a life of your worship. Ya Allah, we ask you to increase us in our du'as. We ask you to accept the du'as that we make in this month of Ramadan. We ask you to accept all the du'as that we made in previous months of Ramadan. Ya Allah, accept all the good du'as that we made. Whether we made them for ourselves or made them for others. Whether we remember them or even forgotten that we made them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, you are the acceptor of du'a. You are the mustajab of du'at. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to kabul our du'as. Ya Allah, we ask you to kabul our pious intentions. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to grant us more than we ask. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us that which is befitting your majesty and not just that which we are able to think of. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you for all of the khair that your beloved Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ever asked you of. O oh, anna sahama ikram, tabi'in, tabai tabi'in, mujtahideen, mufassireen, muhaddisin, fuqaha, usuliyeen, and awliyai kamineen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, anything that they asked you that would be munasib in our haqq, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to grant us our share in it. Ya Allah, we seek refuge in you from all of the shurur, all of the evils that they sought refuge in you from. Ya Rabbi Kareem, save us from the fitna of Dajjal, save us from the fitna of shirk, save us from the fitna of shak, 
Ya Allah, save us from the fitna of shikaq. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, save us from the fitna of our nafs. Save us from the fitna of shaitan. Save us from the fitna of a bad environment. Ya Allah, save us from the fitna of a society which has gone astray. Save us from the fitna of the evil friend. Ya Allah, save us from the fitna of all the false ideologies in the world. The false ones that come from outside the ummah and the false ideologies that come from within this ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to put peace, love and harmony between the hearts of the mu'mineen. Ya Allah, unite us in your love and your love for your Nabi Kareem. And in love for all of your Siddiqeen and Salihin. Rabbana takabal minna innaka anta samil alim. Watubu alayna innaka anta turab rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Bi rahmataka ya arhamar rahimin.